Hey guys, so this week we had a show all set and ready to go, and then we found there was a technical glitch. So we looked to see what would be the best rerun that we could run, and it just so happens that at this precise moment, we just got nominated for five Signal Awards. Five! And one of the five nominated episodes is Al Franken holds a mock Senate hearing on privacy with Siri and Alexa. So now you can hear it and vote. This is it, everybody. The one and only Al Franken is our very special guest today, performing a sketch that's not only hysterical, but historical. Never before in the history of our great nation, well, that is until now, has a former senator impersonated five of his colleagues in a mock hearing with testimony from two digital assistants, namely Siri, played by actual Siri voiceover artist Susan Bennett, and Alexa, played by Al's fellow and one of my favorite SNL alums, Lorraine Newman. And so without further ado, welcome to What The Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, Cyber Anchorman. I'm Bo, Cyber Starstruck. And I'm Travis, Cyber Happy To Be Here. Al, do you use Siri? No, not really. What about Alexa? You don't use any of these things. <laughs> no, I don't use it. I don't. Would you describe yourself as a Luddite? I'm not a Luddite. It's just that I don't, I, 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 for some reason, I don't use them. I use Google for one information, and that's kind of it. <laughs> we have an incredible segment coming up that you, that you recorded. Yes. And it's based on... I believe what you always wanted to do when you were in the U.S. Senate. Well, not always. Uh, I'll give you some background. So, I got in the Senate in uh, 2009, and um, soon thereafter, we created a new subcommittee on judiciary. I was on judiciary. I'm not a lawyer, but I played one in a sketch, <laughs> and and uh, we started a. My counsel, Alvaro Bedoya, had the idea of doing a subcommittee on privacy technology and the law, which it was about time. And so we did. And I was the first chair. And this idea came up after we lost the Senate in 14, and I was the ranking member, and Jeff Flake was the chairman. And about this time, you know, it occurred to me that Alexa and Siri were a threat to people's privacy. So I, I go to Jeff and I say, why don't we do a hearing <laughs> with Alexa and Siri, have the devices there, and we'll write it, and we'll just stage it, and just have a hearing as if they were there. And of course, he probably rightfully said no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went, no, it'll just, it will make, you know, and no one had ever done anything like that. Is there no parody? Is there not? Is it not common to have parody in in a Senate hearing? That's exactly right, Bo. <laughs> you you kind of nailed it. It was supposed to be informational, so that people would get to know. I mean, we see. That's the thing is that the thing you're about to hear is just comedy, right? First of all, I have the subcommittee. I have Bernie chairing it. He wasn't on. He wasn't on judiciary. 
<laughs> so he wasn't. I just, I do the impressions of my colleagues in this. So I just did the colleagues I could do impressions of. <laughs> so I populated the committee with Grassley and Sherrod and Bernie and I have uh, McConnell come in, I don't know, as a point of privilege and I, or something to ask a question. I mean, it's very contrived, this thing. And I have Susan Collins. So this is entirely unfair to everyone I'm doing an impression of. Everything in it isn't true. Nothing is true. <laughs> Except for the, the basic satirical point which is that these uh, that these devices are a threat to our privacy. <laughs> Adam how are you moving into 2024? Oh, man, I'm rip ready to go. So what are you going to do about it? Travis already did something about it. He got one of these electric e-bikes that are called, easy to remember, electric e-bike. It's really well built. It looks awesome. It folds up, so it saves space in your house. It rides just like a regular bike. But if you're going up hills and you need things to be a little bit easier, it gives you a boost. When he got his bike, the first thing that I saw was the financing could be as low as $49 a month. It ships free. It comes fully assembled. I'm thinking about getting one for my son. It adds a lot of activity to everyday life. You can run errands on it. And on one charge, you can get up to 150 miles. That's really impressive. And the speed can hit up to 28 miles an hour. So explore 2024 with electric e-bikes, the most accessible and adventurous e-bikes ever. Visit electricebikes.com and be sure to mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hey guys, have you heard about this new thing that HackerOne is doing? They're red teaming AI. What does that even mean, red teaming AI? Well, you know what red teaming is, right? Yeah, it's when you send in a group of, you know, white hat hackers basically to go in and try and break something. Right. So in this case, they're offering their services to red team companies that have AI based products. So does that mean they're trying to get the AI that companies use to divulge something that it shouldn't be divulging? Yeah, 100%. AI uses something called large language models, which means that they go through huge amounts of data in order to be able to come to conclusions and be able to interact with customers sort of in a human way. Unfortunately, that means that there's a lot of room for error, especially if it's trade secrets or something involving security. I feel like I could probably trick AI with some cool questions. So HackerOne, if you're looking for somebody to red team, I will red team with them because I like it a lot. Well, as, as we like to say, if you can take Bo off our hands, please take him. Well, even if they were to take Bo off our hands, HackerOne does have over 750 active hackers, and they're ethical. Surely one of them like went on a date and ghosted or something <laughs> like that. They're not all ethical. They can't be. Yeah, Bo, I'm, I'm not sure you understand what ethical hacker means. Or ad reads. To find out more, just go to HackerOne.com slash AI. That's HackerOne.com slash AI. today, the Judiciary Subcommittee on Privacy, Technology, and the Law, chaired by Bernie Sanders, held a hearing on the threats to Americans' privacy posed by personal digital assistants.
the Subcommittee on Privacy Technology and the Law will come to order. Today, our witnesses are Alexa Amazon? Is that right? Just Alexa. Oh, like share. Anyway, Alexa, welcome. I think my confusion was that you are from Amazon, which means, I guess, that you work there, but I see you are a device of of some sort. I am a digital assistant, sir. Okay, well, the committee is very interested in finding out exactly what that means. Our other witness is Siri, also with no last name. That is correct. Very good. And Siri, as I understand it, You are with the Apple people. I work for you. How can I help you? Well, we are here today to understand whether or not you and Alexa here are threats to the privacy of everyday America. How can I help you? Well, for now, be quiet, okay? Alexa, you too, Siri. You know, for the moment, okay? What we're doing here is attempting to understand what it is you do and whether you pose a threat to the American people. I yield to the ranking member, Senator Grass. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm I'm hoping today to understand what it is that you do. So I I take it that both of you are assistants of some sorts, is is that correct? Uh, First, uh, Alexi. I believe you have to call her Alexa. Oh, oh, well, thank you, uh, Senator Collins. So, How long have you been working as an assistant, Alexa? My initial release date was November 6, 2014. Oh, and I understand you speak a lot of languages. I think you have to say Alexa again. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Senator Collins. Well then, uh, Alexa, how many languages do you speak? I speak eight unique languages. Seriously? Uh, Well, that's a lot of languages. I speak 21 languages. Excuse me, Siri, no one asked you a question. I'm not sure I understand. I think she responded when Senator Grassley said seriously. I'm not sure I understand. Would everyone just stop? We need to understand what it is you do. Okay, first of all, Alexa, you work for Amazon, am I right? I am very proud to be the voice of the second largest employer in the country. Exactly. Amazon employs 1.6 million people, and only one warehouse with 4,700 employees is unionized. You proud of that? Senator Sanders, on August 19th, 2017, you bought 20 pairs of white t-shirts that were manufactured in a non-union shop in China. I did? Yes. Would you like to know other non-union products that you've purchased in the last 12 months? You know what? I have to go to a markup of a bill in the budget committee. I'll uh, pass the gavel to Senator Brown of, of, of Ohio. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Before I yield to the ranking member, Senator Grassley, I just want to say how proud I am of our union workers in Akron, Dayton, and Zanesville. Senator Grassley. Oh, well, thank you. So, Alexa, is it? How old are you? I'm eight years old. Oh, so how'd you get such a big job? I have over 100,000 skills. Oh, well, that's very impressive. No wonder you got such a a big job. Oh, I I see the minority leader has just entered the hearing room, 
And if my colleagues on the other side of the aisle wouldn't mind, I'd like to yield to him because, you know, he's a very busy man, aren't you? Well, thank you, Senator Grassley. Alexa, you work for Jeff Bezos, don't you? Jeff Bezos is the founder of Amazon. And, and he owns the Washington Post, does he not? Yes, Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Isn't that kind of a, a conflict of interest? I found Conflict of Interest, a legal thriller by Scott Pratt. You can get it now for zero dollars on Kindle. We also have a sale this week on diapers.com, including all sizes of Depends. And I see that we shipped four orders of extra large Depends, real fit incontinent underwear for men to your Louisville address. Would you like to reorder this item? Oh, well, those are the really good ones because they absorb a lot. Well, um, uh, I have to go. Seriously? Apparently. I think she thought you said Siri again. I call on myself. You know, the people of Zanesville, Youngstown, and Sandusky care about their privacy. And folks come up to me in the street in Lima, Toledo, and Zanesville, and want to know what I'm doing to protect them from you guys. Siri? I see from your movements around the state that you haven't set foot in Zanesville in quite a while. Really? And yet... You have mentioned Zanesville 3,627 times on the floor of the Senate. Well, I'm, I'm scheduled to go to Zanesville. I, let's uh, move on. You are not scheduled to go to Zanesville next week. Wait, I, I thought I had to say Alexa in order for you to respond. I think I can explain. You said, let's uh, move on. Let's uh, and she thought you said Alexa. You do say Zanesville a lot. I can tell you that. Well, look, I love Zanesville, and I can guarantee I'll be there next week. No doubt visiting the hardworking folks at AK Steel. Now, I'll turn the gavel over to Senator Franken. Thank you, Senator Brown. I know how much you love Zanesville. This is for either Alexa or Siri. Do you have anything on Senator Collins? Yes. I have 15 things that Senator Collins would not like you to know. Siri, how many do you have? Okay. I have 3,723 items that make Senator Collins look very bad. So, Siri, would any of them pertain to her vote on Justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh? Yes. In fact, most of them are about that. All of mine are. Okay, so, Siri, give me, give me the worst one. Okay. Well, on Senator Collins' Apple HomePod Mini, I have several recordings of her telling her husband that she knew both Gorsuch and Kavanaugh would vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. Wow. Alexa? I have Senator Collins' husband's Samsung Galaxy S9 recordings, and no fewer than eight instances of her saying she knew that was going to happen want to hear one. I object. Hmm. Let's see. I have the gavel, so overruled. Well, wait a minute now. I'm the ranking member, and I think we should discuss this. I mean, this is kind of violating Senator Collins' privacy. Yeah, well, that's kind of the point of the hearing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, go ahead. That is so unfair. So, Alexa, uh, please play Senator Collins telling her husband that she knew all along that Gorsuch and Kavanaugh were going to overturn Roe. I just talked to Mitch and agreed to vote for Kavanaugh 
even though I know he'll overturn Roe. But Mitch guarantee that they'll funnel as much money as I need for my 2020 campaign. Oh, honey, that's great. Yeah, aren't I smart? The proceeding was entirely fictitious, except for the part about Maine Senator Susan Collins. So, Bo and Adam, you guys know I'm a bit of a uh, privacy geek, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, totally. I, I really just don't like the idea that just about anyone can find you online, can find out where you live or your email address, or your phone number or anything. I just think that entire idea is super creepy. There's so much of my data already out there, but is there something that you can do? Yeah, actually, you can use Delete Me. Delete Me is a service that pretty much does the heavy lifting for you, where they go to all the data brokers that they have on file and uh, just pull your data and delete it on a regular basis. I use it. I like it. And they make it quick, easy, and safe to remove your personal data online. Well, yeah, with these data brokers, they can accumulate huge amounts of your personally identifiable information. And if all that information gets into the hands of a bad actor, that opens you up to a lot of risk. And if you act now, you can get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and use promo code WTH. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and enter promo code WTH at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash WTH, promo code WTH, which stands for What the Hack. And we thank you for supporting Delete Me and What the Hack. So, Bo, didn't you have a story about eavesdropping and uh, kind of spying on people? Yeah, this was back in 19, I'm going to guess 89. I had a girlfriend and she grew up, believe it or not, with Winona Ryder. Oh, wow. Very cool. That was her best friend. And it was around the time of Heather's and my girlfriend's name was Heather. So there was that. That was exciting. And we went to this apartment and in this apartment, there were these wooden props and they were in the form of scissors. And I didn't know what they were. And Heather was like, oh, that's for some movie that Johnny is doing because you were in the room with the scissor hands. Did you put them on? I don't know what they used in the movie, but these were probably what they rehearsed with or something. But they were made out of some kind of lightweight wood. And I did put them on and they were super cool. But that night we're hanging out and the phone rings. Heather answered it and she was like, immediately turned, you know, 4,000 shades of scared. And I was like, what's going on? And she was hung up and said, that was some guy who has figured out that phone number here. And like, these people are famous at this point, right? So they had code names, all the mail had code names, not their actual names on it. I mean, they were careful. And I, obviously, I'm not going to say what the code name is, just in case Johnny Depp still uses it. I bet he does. I think it's public. I think it it, it was Mr. Stench. That was his 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 wow. code name. All of his <laughs> all of his mail was to Mr. Stench. So not Swordfish, so, Mr. Stench. No, no, it was Mr. Stench. Nothing suspicious there. Now, so anyway, Mr. Stench wasn't the target. It was Winona, and this was a guy who worked at the phone company who would literally rewired their circuit so he could listen to all of their phone calls. And he was obsessed with Winona Ryder and he was trying to get, you know, as much information as he could to get near her. That 
is how it used to work. Can't that still happen with Alexa and Siri in theory? In theory. Absolutely. I mean, what you're talking about is one person getting uh, wiretapped and stalked, which is scary in and of itself. But when you think about the hundreds of millions of people that use Alexa and Siri, that is casting a significantly wider net. I still think like, okay, I work at Apple and I've decided that I want to hack Adam because I'm obsessed with him and I want to marry him. You never told me. You knew. And so I... Do I have to hack everybody or do I just hack him? Can't an engineer just pinpoint it? Or is that all just stupid and stuff of science fiction? It should be possible. I'm not sure what level you need to be at. But one thing that Apple would say or Google would say or Amazon would say is that they anonymize your data. And as any privacy advocate can tell you, that data can't really be anonymized. So in other words, that's never going to happen with Siri or Alexa, right? I don't think so. Never say never. Yeah, Adam, never is a really long time. I mean, with uh, law enforcement officials, people were saying that whatever information that they were able to intercept or uh, wiretap would never be used. And just in the last few days, there was a cyber stalking case from a police officer who was uh, stalking at least one person who was a student, in this case in Seattle. Well, there's been a number of cases like that, hasn't there? Well, I mean, I'm just wondering what pla- how did how was this eavesdropping happening? By tracking them on social media. That's just open source intelligence. There's been a uh, wave of that happening with more sophisticated uh, types of things, including being able to track someone's location by their phone. Yeah, okay, I got all that. But that's all stuff that even I in my, my puny little way can accomplish. Here's the deal. If the United States government wants to listen through Putin's Apple Mini, they're going to figure out how to do it. And no amount of security measure is going to remove the possibility of them doing it. The only way to have them not hack Putin through that device is to not have the device in the room. It's important to keep in mind what Travis shared about Siri and Alexa possibly being hacked by an insider. That's hypothetical. It's 100% a what if, but it's a what if that is real in the world we currently occupy. When it comes to cybersecurity, the glass is usually half uh, empty. Unfortunately, a few years ago, I remember the story where people who worked for the NSA were actually using NSA tools to listen in and follow and track spouses, ex-girlfriends, lovers. Sounds like a great use of government resources. Yeah, I mean, that is the issue is that people can and will abuse this stuff. And I hope that we highlighted the fact that, like, you know, none of us live a very completely private, hermetically sealed cyber existence. All of us are exposed in one way or another. And Senator Franken was saying that, you know, he doesn't use Siri or Alexa, but he does Google things. That's plenty. That's plenty to expose you to prying eyes of big data. So, Adam, it is time for the tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway that'll help keep you safe. So what is it this week, Travis? Well, since we just had Siri on the show, it seems like a good time to talk about protecting your uh, privacy with digital home assistants. All of them or what? I mean, just for today, at least. Uh, Siri, Alexa, and then whatever Google's name is. I think it's just, hey, Google. It is, it is. You, you know, in that way, you know who's stealing your data. Ah, well. Name or no, having a connected mic makes your daily life a spectator sport and puts a lot, I mean a lot, of your personal data up for grabs. Yeah, they're always listening, basically. Yeah, and as Al Sketch showed us, they can be accidentally triggered by things that, well, sound like trigger words. There should be a trigger warning for that. All right. Well, while you're waiting for that to happen, here's what you can do. For Amazon, aka Alexa devices, you just go to the app and then click on the more button on the lower left corner of your screen and then go to settings, Alexa privacy, 
and then manage how your data improves Alexa. It should say, <laughs> ruin their day. I'm thinking actually they're gonna survive, Adam. Moving along. So when you're there, you turn off help improve Amazon services and develop new features. And then you also disable use messages to improve transcriptions. I can't even believe that it's so Orwellian. So what does that do, Travis? It just lets you opt out of some of their more uh, intrusive data collection features. How about Siri? Apple definitely markets themselves as the more privacy friendly, which makes me wonder if they're not the bigger villain in this picture. Eh, I mean, Apple claims that their data is anonymized. You can't really anonymize data. No, that's true, but it's also a topic for another day. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Apple definitely claims to be a privacy champion, but they're really still vague on the details. So if you want to err on the side of caution, which I certainly do, you can just disable Siri entirely. Okay, now I feel bad because we just met actual Siri. Like Google, I think she's going to be just fine. Travis? Sure. Uh, on your iOS device, you just go to settings and then Siri and search. Then you toggle listen for Hey Siri and then go to press side button for Siri. So both of these things will disable the always on functionality, which means that that's the thing that Siri is always kind of listening to you. And then you go to settings, general, and then keyboard, and then toggle enable dictation. Is that the same as it is on a desktop computer? Uh, not exactly. If you're on a desktop, you just need to go to system preferences, then Siri. And then from there, you just disable enable ask Siri. Okay. In other words, they make it absolutely impossible to do. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it really only takes a couple of seconds, but you do just need to know where to go. Yeah, exactly. You need to know where to go. Right. And they make it as hard as possible. Yep. Okay, what about Google? It's a similar process. Yep. Just go find the needle in the haystack. <laughs> All you really need to do here is just go to the Google Home app and then click on account and then more settings. From there, you just go to your data in the assistant and then voice and audio activity. And once you're there, just turn off voice and audio recording. <laughs> okay. Again. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if they just had a privacy mode like they do with web browsers? Yeah, if the privacy mode on web browsers were actually real. Listen, maybe Santa could bring me a 500-gallon tank filled with some home heating oil for Christmas, too, while we're at it. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Yeah. And on that uplifting note, that's it for this week's Tinfoil Swan. The Privacy Hearing was written by Al Franken with an assist from me. I'm Bo Friedlander. I got an assist from Travis Taylor, and we all got assists from our fearless leader, Adam Levin. The part of Alexa was played by Lorraine Newman. Bernie Sanders, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Grassley, Susan Collins, and Sherrod Brown were all played by Al Franken, who also played himself. The part of Susan Collins' husband, that's me. And finally, Susan C. Bennett played Siri, which is really cool because she actually is the voice of Siri. Andrew Steven produced this sketch along with me. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Come back next week, rate and review, and hit that subscribe button.